CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston, Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Thirsty Thursday. A big day today, as always. Gamble and Lou Day bringing the heat. So I'm excited to get <laughs> Gamble and Lou's breaks, uh, you know, breakdowns here on both UFC and uh, and the NFL playoffs. Uh, but Pritch, by the way, uh, Arkansas, or sorry, not Arkansas, Alabama last night. Remember we let off with the show talking about Alabama. This is why I like to money line these plays. Mm-hmm. Alabama, uh, they had a bunch of missed free throws there at the end. Uh, actually didn't cover the spread, but would have covered the money line play there as kind of a fade the trendy dog type situation. So I got another one, Pritch. I'm going to see if we can do this. We'll lead off the show with one play kind of just get the juices flowing right my one tonight uh oregon state pritch this one makes no sense oregon state is three and 13 on the year uh they're playing washington who's eight and seven so why is oregon state who's three and 13 favored by two and a half over a team that's eight and seven public is run into the window bet against the three and 13 beavers here but yet the line is going to oregon state two and a half looks like it's going up to three ken palm's got them winning by three much better shooting team for uh 46 versus 39%. So another money line play for me tonight to lead off here. The Beavers minus 145. All right. I love when you lead off the show with plays like that. I do. I like how we change <laughs> it up that way. Great job right there, Josh. So let's get to the National Football League and news and notes uh headlines too from around the league in terms of the divisional round. Uh the situation out there in Tampa, obviously Ryan Jensen uh and Tristan Worth, two fifths of that offensive line banged up. Did not practice yesterday. We'll find out if they practice today here in a matter of moments, moments, maybe during the show. Um, But two and a half now uh, with this number, Uh, the Buccaneers and the Rams, 48 is the total. I hear so much about this matchup, the Rams defensive line and the Buccaneers offensive line. And also people are pointing back to earlier in the year when they met up in L.A. Yeah, I think, Pritch, this kind of goes one of two ways. So there was a stat that I, I had mentioned on Lombardi line earlier today, but I think it's really, really important. Before we break down all these games, let's look at divisional round home favorites because every team here is a home favorite in the divisional round this weekend. How do we see these teams perform over the last decade? Divisional round home favorites, the last decade, straight up, not talking about spread, not nothing about margin of victory, but straight up, these divisional round home favorites last decade, 
27 and 8 pitch, 77%. So you're only up around two units because you're laying minus numbers if you money line them. But it goes to show you that these typically, uh, these these divisional round uh, home favorites typically win the games, you know, eight out of 10 times, uh, but they don't cover a lot. They're 17 and 18 against the spread. So the way I look at this, Pritch, it's kind of a perfect example. I think it's undeniable that respected money is leading the Rams here. A lot of these books open uh, plus three with the Rams. All these plus threes are either uh, really juiced up, uh, plus three at minus 115, or some of them are actually leaning down to two and a half. So I think the money and the respected money is leaning Rams here. But Pritch, I'm going to kind of lean on this this stat here. I'm going to go Buccaneers money line. Just mm. win the game, mm-hmm. not worry about you know covering the number. That stat I just gave you, again, divisional round home favorites last decade, 77%. Also, I think two other things. You have a rest advantage uh, where the Bucs you know, were playing on that uh, Sunday afternoon versus the Monday Night Football short week for the Rams. Also, a revenge angle here. You have that uh, loss in, I think it was a week three, 34-24. And then the other angle, the GOAT. Give me the GOAT on a short money line <laughs> price here, Pritch, on a weekend where uh, these money line favorites do pretty well. I like the Tampa Bay money line, but I definitely would admit uh, the the Rams plus three on the spread is taking in some respected money. I just want to mention, and I know our audience understands this, but I just got to mention that, you know, injuries go both sides here. Like the Rams defense, <laughs> they still have Rapp uh, with a concussion. He's one of their safeties. Uh, we know that the Cardinals didn't even challenge that secondary last year, last week, which I think would be completely different with Brady playing quarterback. And then, and then we look at the Buccaneers defense, how the Buccaneers defense is getting healthier. Uh, And then you consider what Matthew Stafford was down the stretch in regular season. Todd Bowles has that defense disguising coverages again, bringing exotic blitzes again. We saw that last week against Philly. So I I know people are focused on that matchup, that one particular matchup with the offensive line uh, for the Tampa Bay Bay Buccaneers and the defensive line uh, for the Rams. But yet there's other matchups that I think people need to focus on as well. I'm so glad you highlighted that pitch because again, you're totally right. I think the narrative here, you turn into you tune into any, you know, betting show or sports talk radio. It's that, you know, Brady's got all these injuries he's dealing with, but again, you got him on the Ram side as well. Mm-hmm. And I would say with these offensive linemen, you got to remember, you know, Brady gets the ball out very, very quickly. So anytime, you know, the Patriots, when Brady was with the Pats, you'd have an offensive lineman get hurt or a new guy come in when you're getting the ball out and, you know, 1.5 seconds, Pritch, you don't have to pass block and be, have the greatest <laughs> offensive line. So right. I think that's kind of an equalizer there. Um, and then also just in terms of the total pitch, I don't know if you have a lean. I did see a little bit of money hit the under today. Uh, went to bed last night. The total was 48 and a half. It got down to 48 right now. And you are seeing it's not going to be like a crazy weather game uh, at Raymond James Stadium. It's going to be like 60 degrees clear. But you are have, having about 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. And we do see these winds in the playoffs uh, be pretty good to the under around 57%. And your buddy, Sean Hockley, Pritch, he's a good under ref, uh, 57%. So any lean on that total, Pritch, could we get a lower scoring game here? Okay, did you mean to throw out his name right there in the middle of your uh, conversation with me about this game that Sean Hockley is going to be the lead official on this one? Did you mean yeah, to do that? Yeah, just to get you spiced up okay. on a Thursday, yeah. I appreciate know. that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm glad you did tell me that, though, because this might change my mind here. I mean, <laughs> Leonard Fournette, the hamstring situation, right? But uh, – what Gio was able to do, Bernard, uh, out the backfield, being a receiver, uh, and also Vaughn running the football uh, tough as well for Tampa Bay. Go to the other side with the Rams wanting to run the football, what Akers did, and how they intimidated the Cardinals. Uh, and certainly, uh, when you look at the running game in a play-action situation that the Rams want to employ, the Buccaneers can take away the running game. I mean, via Vea, uh, you look at Devin White, that guy is a monster. And so, if they can get to... 
Matthew Stafford in a drop back situation, eight interceptions down the stretch, those exotic blitzes that I mentioned, that I just mentioned right there with um, Todd Bowles, that comes into play. And so does Hockley uh, when you're thinking about how many pass attempts we could see in this, uh, this matchup. Yeah, and by the way, Pritch, if you want this one in terms of the spread, Hockey League is a good road ref for ATS. Basically, road teams 36 and 25 against the spread. You're about 59% there with Hockey League if you're a road team. So keep that in mind. But I think to your point, um, you know, it's easy going up against the Cardinals when, you know, you can kind of run through them and it mm -hmm. makes the play action better and it makes Stafford's life easier. But are you going to run through a brick wall of Vita Vea and Ndamukong <laughs> Sue? I don't think so. Right. I think that's going to put more pressure on Stafford. So I think Stafford, you know, again, you have a lot of these uh, defensive backs who, uh, you know, a lot of injuries that Tampa has kind of had to deal with here in their defensive backfield. But I think that's a big advantage for Tampa Bay. It's easy when you can run the ball and play action. When they take away the run and make you one-dimensional, I think that's when Stafford's going to be in some trouble. So I, I think that's a big advantage to Tampa Bay. I love the bullies in this one, too. Adama can sue uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, let's get after it. Let's get this game started already. Uh, let's get on to this uh, option here for teasers, uh, Josh. Uh, we got a teaser leg of the week option that I want to uh, get your thoughts on. Uh, because I was talking to the syndicate and just people trying to figure out what to do with if you want to play teasers at all for the matchups uh, on the divisional round. Okay, the Packers to a pick them to the 49ers. I mean, I, I think people are looking at that. Adam Burke, who was on the program yesterday, mentioned it. Uh, he'd probably stay away from something like that. But obviously now that you look at the line, it's minus five and a half here. Yesterday it was six, right? Okay, you can tease up the Bills versus the Chiefs too. A lot of public sentiment for the Bills as well. Yeah, I think you're totally right. So two big line moves today. You know, we talked about that Tampa Bay game a second ago, but really the big ones uh, are number one, this movement toward the Bills. We kind of saw an inkling of this yesterday, but really uh, overnight you've had further movement on Buffalo. Remember, they were two and a half at most shops, uh, you know, just a couple days ago. Now they're down to one and a half. So that's kind of a big signal there that some respective money is coming in on Buffalo. Uh, and again, Adam Burke kind of made us a little cautious there, and I love it when Adam does that. But I still, it's hard for me to not like that play, taking okay. the Bills, you know, plus one and a half now up to plus seven and a half. Mm -hmm. You go through the three, you go through the seven. Remember, they won that lightning game, uh, what was it, 38 20. I think they kind of blew them out in that spot. Uh, and really, I was wondering, where's the public going to side with? Mahomes at home laying a short number, the high flying Bills getting points. I kind of like this movement to Buffalo. I would consider this kind of true reverse line movement because majority bets are on KC, yet the line is going to Buffalo. So I do like, you know, padding them, getting a, a teaser play, taking them up to seven and a half. And Pritch, with San Fran Green Bay, I know that's going to be a huge teaser for the public taking Green Bay down. And you do have a lot of these numbers here just winning the game, as we mentioned before, almost 80% the last decade to these home favorites in the divisional round. But you did see today some movement towards San Francisco. Right. Maybe that's a signal of, you know, maybe these injured guys, Bosa or, or Fred Warner or Jimmy G, maybe they got some good uh, progress reports on their health. Uh, but that six did just fall to five and a half. So if you're looking for the key number of six, I was saying, you know, will everyone love Green Bay? Can I get a hook with San Francisco? Mm -hmm. That's gone. You're actually now down to five and a half. So uh, I like that movement toward the 49ers. To me, if you got the six, you're feeling good right now with San Fran. What about thinking the other way and teasing the 49ers up? As the movement's coming in on the 49ers, you can tease them up and get more points, certainly, that way. But also, Josh, uh, question about teasing through zero. Uh, the situation now with the Packers, uh, you would have the Titans, uh, certainly the Buccaneers and the Chiefs all through zero as well. I mean, you kind of stay away from that, right? Yeah, definitely stay away from it. I mean, in theory, it makes total sense. Like if you have a plus three favorite or a minus three favorite, let's take them to plus three. But the thing about 
teasing through zero and Adam Burke does a great job of this is games don't really land on zero. So you're not going through any key numbers. So in your head, you're getting more points and feeling better about it. Uh, but you're really not getting an advantage in terms of the equity of the line because games don't land on zero and you're not going through any key numbers. So really it's kind of those, you know, two and a half dogs up to eight and a half or four and a half to 10 and a half, or, you know, an eight and a half down to two and a half. That's really where I would lean. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Cincinnati to Pritch, uh, there is money going toward Tennessee, but you would go through a couple key numbers, you know, Bengals three and a half up to nine and a half. I, I really don't see a blowout for the Titans. Maybe they handle them in, in cover, uh, but with that high powered offense, that could be worth a look as well. And that's the thing, Josh, with these two teams or all these teams, really all these matchups that we were focusing on, nobody is predicting a blowout. They're going to be tight games and, and therefore maybe some teaser legs could come into play. Uh, it's never too early to prepare for the big game. And we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. Our championship weekend will have 56 hours of free video coverage all on vcin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the vcin betting experts before, during, and after all the action all on vcin.com. Coming up on the program, cannot wait for his appearance. He was here last week in studio. We got Lou Finacaro back on the program right here on vcin, the sports betting network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL playoff season is here, and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And excited to have our next guest on the program, Lou Finacaro, VSIN MMA analyst, point spread weekly contributor, host of Bout Business Podcast. Lou, how are you? Doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. We got great NFL playoffs and unbelievable UFC fight card this weekend. Our pleasure, for sure. Let's start with this game. 
trying to make a decision on it. We have some line movement as well. It's the 49ers and Green Bay Packers. Lou, yesterday we did the show. It was set on six. Green Bay laying six at home, 47 and a half to total. Now we see it, Green Bay five and a half. Uh, your thoughts on this game? I, uh, first of all, I love to see that move. That, that move early tells me someone isn't afraid of San Francisco. And in fact, I'm, when I'm done here, I'm hoping people will not only be not afraid of them, but will embrace them. Uh, when you look at this San Francisco team, uh, you got a coach and a quarterback that two years ago uh, were in the Super Bowl. Now, while I can't give the quarterback advantage to San Francisco, I can give the coaching advantage to them. I can give special teams to them. But most importantly, when we watch this team play, the defensive line is the defensive line from two years ago in a different manifestation of itself. They're running seven, eight guys out there that are fresh, they're physical, they're freakish athletes. And I really think that's a huge mismatch for Green Bay, who, oh, by the way, sports the second worst defense in the playoffs. I think. I think people are talking themselves into San Francisco being dinged up and hurt. And this is the third week in a row on the road. These young men have dreams. They are focused. I think they got a real team and I think they have a real chance. Lou, it's great to have you today. And by the way, I think everyone's excited for this weekend. No one more excited than you with both divisional round and a huge uh, fighting card here in the UFC. So I know you're pumped for that. But uh, let's go to the other big game, Buffalo and Kansas City. Now, this was interesting to me going in. And I said to myself, will the public love the Bills getting points? Will the public lean on Mahomes at a short number at home? It looks around the market. Majority bets are on Kansas City here. But we are seeing movement toward Buffalo. A lot of these books that were two and a half are now down to two or even one and a half. Uh, what's your take on this game, Lou? Would you be looking toward uh, maybe Bills in the points? Is it a buy low spot Chiefs? Do you want to tease up the Bills? How do you attack this really, really uh, you know, popular and heavily bet game on Sunday night? Yeah, great question. And on each game, to me, it's just fine. Who's going to win the game and then take them? And in the case of the Bills, it would be money line. Or in the case of any dog, it would be the money line. In the case of, say, a guy likes Tennessee, just lay the three and a half. In this game, I lean to Buffalo. I think they're ready to kick the door in. I'm not so certain. Both of these teams have shown weakness recently. But at the end of the day, they're going to bring their best effort. And I like Buffalo. Buffalo on the road, you know, plus 105, plus 110 on the money line. I think they get it done against the worst defensive team in the playoffs, the Chiefs. You know, Lou, looking at these games, too, and, and we're, again, it's a pleasure to have you on the program because of your experience. I mean, a lot of times we get these matchups and they're evenly matched. We can find advantages for every situation, for every team. Uh, when you look at the Rams and the Buccaneers, I, I think the matchups kind of even themselves out. Uh, would you play a side in, on this game, or, or would you look at a total in this matchup? Honestly, Mike, the, the side has me stumped. Uh, yeah, you got to respect Brady, but he's missing a lot of parts, especially offensive line with Wirth. Uh, on, the, on the other side, you got this souped-up L.A. Ram team. Uh, they know, those superstars in the, in the locker room know that this is the game they got to step up. And the way I see the game working is I, I think that we're going to see some points. I trust Stafford uh, to now have shed that he can't win in the playoffs moniker that everybody's so willing to 
to give to him. I think he can play free. I think that offense runs free as well. I think the Bucks are going to score points, and I think that the over is the proposition that I'd land on with the most confidence. Lou, the last game that we haven't gotten to or had a full cap on, get your take on Cincinnati, Tennessee. Now, uh, Tennessee did open minus three. looks like respected money is leaning Tennessee here. They're up to three and a half. They hit four at one point at the Westgate, immediately came back down. But I think you might be looking at the total here, Lou. It did open around, you know, 46 and a half, 47. I'm seeing maybe some over money. You're up to 47 and a half now. And this is a game with pretty great weather here. You don't have to worry about the weather helping an under. I mean, you're going to look at 35 degrees. It's cold in Tennessee, but no wind, clear skies. Do we get some points in this one, Lou? I sure think so, Josh. And and I think so because I believe the Titans are going to gouge Cincinnati right down the gut consistently for four plays and a first down on every drive. I look, I look for Tennessee to light the board up. Uh, and I don't even need Henry more than 10 plays. The fact that he comes in to me means play action pass and using him as a decoy. And you got the receivers back for Tennessee. Meanwhile, uh, first, uh, first, year in the playoffs for the quarterback and the coach for Cincinnati. They did well last week, but I think it's the end of the road against a team coached by Mike Vrabel, who I believe should be a laydown for coach of the year. Boy, we leave one violent sport and get to another violent sport, <laughs> UFC 270. Uh, and I like how you lead us in that way with the gouging and all that too, Lou. So uh, we got Cyril Ghosn and Francis Ngannou. Uh, as a heavyweight matchup in this one. Uh, Gone is a he heavy favorite here, one, minus 150. Um, just looking at this fight, Gone is so light on his feet, uh, you know, for a big guy like that, and to get the bigger cage too, UFC 270. Uh, your thoughts on the fight, Lou, your pick as well, if you have one. My thoughts on the fight are that I, I can't remember looking forward to a heavyweight championship fight this much since you know, 1973, Frazier Ali, and I, and I mean that. That's how big this is. Both of these guys are so underspoken. That's because they carry confidence, and they're really unbelievably freakish athletes. In Ganu with explosion and power, Gane with IQ legs, the ability to move and control distance. Gane played soccer and basketball as a kid, and that gives him who— and Ghani, the, the real mixed martial artist, that with his skills on his feet, give him the title of the more precise fighter, the more polished mixed martial artist. He must, however, be cautious in the first couple of rounds. This is like a, a matador and a bull. He's going to have to find a way to tire Nganu out and take him into deep waters. I do like Ghani in this fight. Released him last week when he was minus 120. I'm still okay with minus 150, but my advice would be that I feel the public's going to come in on Nganu, and if you're patient, don't take Ghani now. Maybe wait a couple days or at least till after weigh-ins and you see that in Ganu money come in, you might be able to, you know, chisel a dime or 15 cents off the Ghana price. I also, Mike, feel that the over one and a half is correlated to Ghana. And if you like Ghana, I do believe that it would take five men four rounds to chop in Ganu down. It's going to take Ghana at least that. 
Lou, I'm wondering if you have a lean here on the co-main event, uh, Moreno against Figueroa. Uh, a lot of these books open Moreno around a minus 170 favorite. You're seeing him tick up to around minus 180. You do have some physical advantage with, advantages with Moreno. He's two inches taller. He's got a two-inch reach advantage. And he's 28 years old versus Figueroa, who's 34. So would that lead you to a lean on Moreno, or is the dog here with Figueroa maybe worth a look? Yeah, uh, this fight comes down to weigh-ins 100%. Uh, Figueredo, for two fights, and they've both been against Moreno, has really the first fight uh, about a year ago, he, he struggled a little on the scale and underestimated Moreno. The second fight last June in Phoenix, he struggled mightily on the scale. He's at 34. He's a big, thick, muscular guy that has a hard time making weight. So I got to see whether he makes weight or not. Uh, a, a year ago, uh, Moreno plus 185, plus 200. I should say in June for that fight, Moreno's plus 185, plus 200. Now he's minus 190. That changes the handicap. Should Figueredo step on the scale, one of the first five fighters, look great, make weight, look like he's ready? I'd consider him to be in a good spot, but it would it would immediately take me to the over four and a half and uh, because I'll believe that this fight will go to a decision like the first fight did, provided Figueredo makes weight effectively. Lou, we love your analysis. We love your experience, and we love your insight on everything. Sports, it doesn't matter. We love having you on the program. Thanks a lot for your time today. Thanks so much, guys. Good luck to everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck to you as well. The great Lou Finicaro right there. Follow him on Twitter at GamLou, G-A-M-B, Lou. You can get some more insight on this big card in the UFC. Coming up next on the program, we go back to the National Football League with our analysis right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, uh, so many decisions to make a divisional round. Uh, I love the fact that we can go off the board or, you know, a little bit more down the board, if you will, when it comes to not picking a side or total. For instance, looking at the NFL divisional weekend lowest scoring game. A little bit of injury news here. Trey Hendrickson was cleared to play from concussion protocol. So looking at these odds, NFL divisional round, Lowest scoring game. You got the Bills and, excuse me, you got the Bengals and the Titans at plus 175. We got the 49ers and the Packers at plus 225. Rams and Buccaneers plus 250. Bills and Chiefs plus 600. What do you think? 
Yeah, so I think Pritch, you know, and again, as betters, it's great that we can go in different directions. If we feel like we have uh, value, maybe not on the conventional spread or money line or total, we can go in a different direction, maybe get some plus money. It's always nice. But uh, I think a lot of these props, just you can basically do some easy research. Look at the totals for these games. Mm -hmm. So for the lowest scoring one, uh, plus 175 Bengals Titans, that totals 47 and a half. Now we did see some over money there. Uh, you'd had some books 46 and a half up to 47 and a half. Uh, I actually like the second one there, Packers 49ers plus 225, because you're actually seeing a little bit of a dip there, you know, 47 and a half down to 47. So now technically this uh, Jimmy G Rogers matchup is the lowest total of the board. And I think in terms of, you know, weather, it's not going to be crazy windy or anything, but it is going to be very, very cold. Now, again, we do have some data here on actually cold overs doing well. But I think the game plan really dictates that if you're San Fran, a well-coached team, they've been great as a dog. You're seeing line movement in their favor. A lot of these sixes down to five and a half. But I think you want to keep the ball out of Rodgers' hands. You want to run the ball. You want to. I think if you're betting these props, you want a team that rushes a lot, chews up the clock, and wants to keep the ball out of their opponent's hands. That's the blueprint if you're San Fran here. So I could see a lower scoring game in this one. I'd actually take San Fran and uh, and the Packers there at plus 225. But, Pritch, any of these jump out to you? What do you think? Bills, Chiefs, plus 600. Do we get a 17-14 game? I don't think so. Well, it's fascinating because you look at the Bengals and the Titans, um, the favorite here, plus 175, you know, all the sacks on both sides, whether it's the Bengals giving up a lot of sacks to Burrow or the Titans giving up a lot of sacks to Tannehill. But just looking at the Bengals, too, from a tape standpoint, and I've been on the Bengals for a number of weeks. Everybody knows that. You know, they play in that division because I'm hearing so much about Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. They can't stop the run. I'm like, they play in the AFC North. Uh, the Ravens run the football. The Cleveland Browns run the football. The Steelers historically would run the football. I think if you're the Bengals and you're building that team, you have to have tough-minded players on that side of the ball defensively for you. Now, the injuries come into play for sure. Um, but I can't deviate too far away from the top two, though. I mean, I wouldn't touch the Rams and the Buccaneers from, from a lowest scare, uh, scoring game standpoint or the Bills or the Chiefs, for that matter. So uh, weather versus toughness, I guess, would be the decision on the lowest scoring game here. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, you know, just based on the way the lines are moving, pretty much you can kind of say – both the, the first two games here, Bengals, Titans, 49ers, Packers, they open at pretty much the same number, 47. But you have the Bengals, Titans game leaning up uh, to 47 and a half, and you have that 49ers, Packers game leaning down now to, I guess, 47, but maybe inching down to 46 and a half. The interesting thing with the Hendrickson uh, mm -hmm. Pritch here is that there wasn't an immediate move juice-wise or anything. Like, he didn't really affect the line. He had a lot of sacks, big free agent uh, acquisition here. But open, you know, we're three and a half now. Again, open minus three Tennessee, but really no movement off the three and a half, no juice adjustment. But simultaneously, you did see some money to the over. So uh, I don't know if that speaks to, you know, typically when you bring a defensive guy in, you'd think the total would fall. It's actually going the other way. Um, so that's interesting. And again, does this three and a half fall to three? Right. Take back up to four. I want to know the next move uh, because I think that's going to tell a lot of where this like, kind of late money is breaking here. Okay. You also alluded to the fact that we have some data on cold weather games, in particular 49ers and the Packers, because they're on the board here for a lowest scoring game. That total, uh, obviously, we've seen movement there. Uh, the data that you have, I know that when it comes to totals, win can affect things more so than a cold. 
Yeah, you're exactly right, Pritch. And kind of looking at this one, you know, I'll, I'll give a stat here to my buddy John Ewing, our friend at BetMGM. He just tweeted this. This isn't in terms of the total, but in terms of that matchup, mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, the latest forecast for Green Bay, eight degrees at Lambeau here, Pritch. Right. Uh, which, by the way, I was I wanted to ask you, uh, there's something about in these cold weather games, you don't drink Gatorade, you don't drink water, you drink hot chicken broth. I don't know if that gets the juices flowing a little bit better here, uh, but it's just some, this funny <laughs> thing that I, that I saw recently. Wait a minute, where'd but you I see that? Say, <laughs> Seriously, uh, maybe it was you? a college, I think it was a college bowl game. I don't know if oh. it was an NFL game. Okay. Maybe on the side. Yeah, they went to the chicken broth. I don't know. It keeps you warmer, Pritch. Who well, knows? I don't. I I didn't see any hot pots on the sideline when I played. So I mean, <laughs> chicken broth. I don't. I, that's a new one to me. Maybe before yeah, the that's game. That's a new. I'll find that for you because again, I saw it and I was like, really? No Gatorade. But uh, anyway, Pritch, the one I wanted to say with, with Jimmy G and, and, uh, and this, this tweet recently from John Ewing at MGM, uh, the forecast is eight degrees at Lambeau, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers in games played at freezing temperatures or lower. So 32 or lower 31 and 11 against the spread. 74% Jimmy G has never played in a game in the NFL, 30 degrees uh, or less. So wow. that know, cold weather benefiting Rogers. You're seeing the, again, divisional round favorites, home teams typically win. Don't always cover that kind of coincides with maybe if you want to tease down the Packers uh, and, and maybe kind of look at that plus six, if you can still get the 49ers, but Eastern Illinois, Pritch college, I'm sure he played cold games there, uh, but just not in the NFL bet being behind Brady and then going to San Fran. Yeah. They didn't play in January. Uh, that season was long <laughs> over uh, out there in Eastern Illinois before January. Different weather cir- uh, circumstances up there in Green Bay uh, this month. Okay, let's get to the highest scoring game. How about this one, Josh? The odds for this one, uh, Bills and the Chiefs plus 115. You got the Rams and the Buccaneers plus 300 on the board here. 49ers and Packers plus 350. Obviously, Bengals and Titans plus 450. What do you think? So I think if you're making me bet this game, I'll go chalk Bills Chiefs. I mean, it is the highest total on the board. Okay. You do have two really explosive offenses. Both teams uh, just put up over 40 points in their in their wild card weekend games. You kind of feel like, you know, if this is going to be a back and forth, you know, high scoring battle, that's kind of what the, the odds are saying to you. But I would say, Pritch, there has been a lot of buyback on that under. I mean, we opened with that Buffalo Kansas City game, a total of around 53. It got steamed all the way to 55 early in the week. But over the last 24 hours, a lot of buyback has hit the under. That 55 high watermark is now down to 53 and a half. So the public's still hammering the over. Just that's all they need to know. Two high scoring offenses. Uh, but you are seeing buyback on the under. So just be conscious of that. Again, the key number is 55 there. Again, I'll go Bills Chiefs at plus 115. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not totally sold on it with this late buyback to the under. But how do you cap this one, Pritch? Is this an obvious one, or is there another game on the board that maybe overcomes this one? You know, it's not obvious. Uh, I'm just looking at tendencies and I'm looking at DNA. For instance, the Bills and the Chiefs, they, okay, they want to produce the highlights. We know that. Can they get there, though? Uh, can the offensive lines hold up? Uh, and certainly on, on the back end, I mean, the combination in the, sa- in the safety and the secondary, the safety combination for the Bills, they're off the charts good, Josh. And, and you know, Patrick Mahomes got to be careful throwing that ball up for grabs sometimes. And on the other side, with the Bills, you got Josh Allen, who is the sixth eligible, and that's always hard to defend. But looking at the board here at plus 300, the Rams and the Bucks. I mean, so much is made of this matchup and, and the front for the Rams. You know, Mark, uh, the defensive front for the Buccaneers, if you're looking at JPP and Shaq Barrett, I mean, you're looking at two guys that can rush the passer too, right? Uh, and so when looking at this uh, situation, I'm looking, thinking about game planning and what these teams might do and what they might work on. I don't know if they want to be conservative here. Uh, I don't know if you trade for Matthew Stafford to run the ball 
in a divisional round against Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think you want to throw the football. And so the week of preparation, to me, uh, they're going to lean towards how prolific can we be, how, how fancy can we be with our passing game, if you will. So I'm intrigued by the Rams and the Buccaneers at plus 300 on the board here. Yeah, to me at that price, uh, I maybe, you know, kind of seeing value there in general. My own, one concern, though, would be uh, seeing this total fall a little bit, the 48 and a half down to 47 right. and a half. I put a lot of stock in, a, you know, just basically the total and the direction it's moving. That kind of, again, no guarantee, no such thing as a lock in betting. But uh, that's kind of telling you that maybe you get that little tighter game, maybe, a you know, a 23-20 game or 24-21, kind of that sort of thing. Um, the other thing, you know, if you're looking at a flyer here, uh, you know, Bengals Titans, it's got the worst odds. The, you know, the odds makers are super Super mm -hmm. sharp. It's plus 450, but I kind of like what Gamble and Lou was talking about, especially when uh, you're a Titans team that if they can effectively run against, you know, you're chewing up the clock there, but if you can gouge that uh, that defense there for Cincinnati and then you turn Joe Burrow into a spread them out, five wideouts, and, you know, have to keep scoring, I kind of think 450, even though it's the worst odds on the board, could be worth a look and maybe a value play. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm just thinking back, though, when, when you have, I mean, my goodness, this close to a Super Bowl, uh, really, do you want to be conservative with your game plan? Uh, and if you have the firepower, why are you going to hold it back? I'm with you, Pritch. And again, you know, you don't want to run right into that brick wall of Vita Vea. Uh, you know, you maybe want to air it out and lean on Stafford, mm -hmm. the guy who took you there. Absolutely. And it, what you said about the Bengals and, and Titans holds water as well. I mean, the Bengals, they want to throw the football. We know that for sure. Uh, coming up next on the program, we got some MVP discussion to get to you when it comes to the association. Let's come up next right here on the program. Decent, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Plus, earn M Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. 
Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. A little bit of injury news updating the National Football League. Uh, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling doubtful uh, against the 49ers. Some news about Cobb could be available, though, after growing surgery. So that gets interesting there, right there in the National Football League for Green Bay. Uh, MVP odds in the association. Josh, have you been tracking uh, these performances by the players? Looking at the board, Steph Curry, he's plus 155. Uh, the Greek Freak, he's plus 325. Uh, Jokic is plus 650. Embiid, intriguing at plus 800 right there. John Morant, 14 to 1 as well. Yeah, so I think last night really kind of got this whole MVP conversation really, uh, you know, kind of started here. Uh, obviously, people have been tracking all year, but really the performance by Joel Embiid, you know, if you look at him, I can't believe it. He, I think it was, I've, I saw on Twitter, he was 25 to 1, 20 to 1, just like a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. He has this massive performance last night where he actually moved from 12, uh, plus 1,200 down to plus 800. Uh, right on cue, we, we got a lot of good data here from uh, our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM, but if you look at uh, kind of these latest numbers here. Um, this would be a play where if you got a better number on Embiid, you're feeling good right now. He's getting 8% of bets, only 5% of the money, but the line move is in his favor. My question though is Philly's kind of been hovering around 500. Uh, typically this award goes to a player who uh, is the best player on the best team. Uh, you know, for example, like LeBron's having a great year in terms of scoring, but the Lakers are a 500 team. LeBron's only getting 6% of bets, 5% of money. The two players that caught my eye, Pritch, number one, Curry, he is the favorite here, plus 155. But I think the story of, you know, uh, bringing back Dub City and Clay coming back and this great record and what Curry's been doing. Now he does have an injury here recently, mm -hmm. but he's getting 18% of tickets. 31% of money. Now, I don't think there's great value on Curry. He opened nine to one. Now he's plus 155. That's a pretty good bet first dollar split. Uh, Jokic, obviously, last night also had a really, a really great game with a triple double. He's getting 12% bets, 9% money. I would keep an eye on Giannis. I know Giannis, uh, it, we're kind of just used to him being great, but at plus 325, at BetMGM, he's getting 9% of bets, but 15% of the money. So maybe Giannis could be a guy uh, kind of a little bit down the list worth a look. Uh, and then also like Devin Booker, kind of a public bet. Uh, DeRozan's on that list as well. Doncic has been hurt too much. Uh, and also Kevin Durant, but he's now going to be out for a while as well. So Pritch, a lot of names on the board. I think Embiid's the guy everyone's looking at right now with a big move. But I still think uh, maybe Giannis at plus 325 could have value. Well, thinking about the voters on this one, Josh, you know how – People will make a case, uh, quality of opponent. You know, what about quality of performance? Like Joel Embiid, 50. But it was Orlando. I mean, <laughs> do, do you think voters will take that into account here? I mean, yeah, you put up 50. I get it. But it was Orlando. I mean, good, good <laughs> Lord, right? Like, if that's against Brooklyn or that's against somebody else, I mean, I get it, right? But that's Orlando that he put up 50 against. Yeah, and I was happy because I was on the over last night. So I'm like, just keep scoring, <laughs> right. score, score as much as you want. I don't really care. But um, yeah, I think to your point, um, maybe uh, right now you're kind of holding against him. But I think once these stats level out mm -hmm. and you have common opponents, that'll, it'll kind of be forgotten that he played Orlando. I think the more uh, low-hanging fruit is just the numbers that he's putting up. Also, you know, what happens with Ben Simmons? There's rumors of Simmons trade heating up here a little bit. Uh, does Simmons get dealt for somebody who maybe, uh, you know, takes a little bit of pressure off MB, makes him play a little more free? Looks like he doesn't really need help right now, but that could be something to keep an eye out for. The thing with Curry, though, 
Uh, again, you're not getting the best of the number, but that's a good bet versus dollar split. And also in terms of, you know, the voters and who they want to give this to, I could see like a feel good Steph Curry. Like this is the year he broke the three point record. Right. And, you know, they had a bad record last year and now they're really good this year. Uh, now they're kind of back to being that team that, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to win the championship this year, but had that three peat. So uh, again, Curry to me is going to get a lot of favoritism. Uh, but to me with Giannis, I just think if you look at his stats, He's getting better and better, and 325 is kind of a good number there. What about Jokic? Um, he won it last year. He's plus 650. He's going to get Jamal Murray back at some point. We don't know when. Uh, he's almost averaging a triple-double again, uh, averaging uh, 7.4 assists. I think when Jamal gets back on the floor, uh, certainly those assists are going to go up there for the Joker. Uh, and then – Mentioned Giannis, too, plus 325. is averaging almost 30 points a game. Uh, but then that team, too, once they round into playoff form, uh, his performance is just going to increase as well. You mentioned him already. Yeah, and Jokic, you know, he's getting 12% of bets, 9% mm -hmm. of money. My thing against Jokic is it's very rare you get MVP two years in a right. row. I think that voters kind of like, man, you got your award. You're great. Let's give it to someone else. Um, the other thing is, you know, I remember doing a lot of shows last year, Pritch, where James Harden was like on fire and he's putting up these crazy numbers and you saw like a crazy move toward James Harden. I know JBT was really high on him, uh, but then you get injuries. I just don't want to bet you know, MVP right now, halfway through the season with these awards. Uh, again, Russell Wilson in the NFL last year, Pritch, everyone was loving him. And then Aaron Rodgers, who you identified came back and won that thing. So with these awards, I tend to wait later in the year uh, because you get more clarity. You may not get the best number. You may be missing value, but if you're really trying to win this award, I think kind of having more of a, a sample size and bigger data to go off of could be a benefit. So I'll wait, but definitely keep an eye on these lines. Okay. How about a market report on this game of uh, Phoenix and Dallas? I mean, Phoenix, uh, we know how deep they are as a squad. You mentioned Booker as well, perhaps could be an MVP candidate down the line. They're only laying two and a half uh, on the road against Dallas, Dallas without the offense that we're accustomed to 216 and a half to total. Yeah, two good teams playing well right now. I think they both won four in a row here. Yeah. Doncic's coming back from his injury. Uh, I feel like it's obvious to just take the Suns here. This is kind of a layoff for me, Pritch. Okay. If anything, I'd lean Mavs a little bit. I mean, a lot of these books opened, uh, I think, like uh, around laying two and a half or three, and you're getting almost 80% of bets on the Suns, yet the line has pretty much stayed exactly right. where it's at. So to me, it's kind of like a, hey, how do you not take the Suns at such, at such mm -hmm. a short number? But the Mavs been playing well. They kind of play that, like, Virginia slow, like, really, you know, plotting, you know, a lot of unders here with mm -hmm. Mavs bets. Um, so I'll lay off. It looks obvious Suns, but I'm, I'm wary that if it's so popular tonight, almost 80% of bets, why didn't the Suns go up to minus three, minus four? It's kind of stayed where it's at. And that's the info I was looking for <laughs> because I was wondering, <laughs> uh, laying two and a half there against the Mavs. Okay. The market insights podcast, you can get that kind of info and more. Uh, what'd you have for us today, Josh? Oh, man, it was a huge pod today. I'm not going to lie, Pritch. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. It's a huge NHL night, a big college basketball night. That's really where my attention is going to be. I'll give you two plays in the NHL, really good teams that really want to get back on track after really embarrassing losses. I'm looking at the Bruins tonight. Remember they lost 7-1. to one. They didn't yeah. even really show up. Tuka Somebody got go left break out his nose. There. Somebody go yeah, break his nose yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. That's what gets them going here. So yes. I'm looking for a bounce back tonight, Pritch, for the Bruins. They had a good line move. They're playing Washington. They opened like minus 140. They've been steamed up to minus 180. And you have two big injuries for the Capitals. Their two best defensemen are going to be out here. Orlov and John Carlson. 
Uh, and you do have uh, Linus Olmark in net. And you look at these favorites with a line move. They've been really good this year, 69%. The other one I like is the Florida Panthers. They're also coming off a really disappointing loss, a 5-1 to one loss. Uh, they're on the road at Edmonton, and they've had a pretty good move as well, around minus 140 up to minus 160. Uh, no Ryan Nugent Hopkins there uh, for, for Edmonton, who, by the way, Edmonton's been terrible, 2-12 and 12 their last 14. So I'll lay it with the Bruins. I'll lay it with the Panthers. And if you're looking for a couple in college uh, today, Pritch, couple interesting ones that caught my eye Georgia Southern uh, this was a play here where it's kind of a pick 'em type game Georgia Southern is now up to minus one and a half you've seen movement toward Georgia Southern Ken Ken Palm's got them winning by one uh, and I also look at not just line movement Ken Palm all this stuff but I lean a lot on home road and in conference splits like for example you look at uh, Coastal Carolina they're 0 and 4 on the road this year Georgia Southern's 5 and 0 at home so it's kind of a you're good at home bad on the road and the line's going to you I'll go Georgia Southern there on the money line. And the other one was Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green's had a, a pretty good move here. Uh, I think they opened around minus one and a half. They're up to now like minus three. I money line them as well. You got a good advantage here uh, in terms of offense, 84 game versus 73. Uh, also Bowling Green, six and two at home, only one and two on the road for Akron. So I'll money line Bowling Green, money line Georgia Southern. All right, great plays, great information right there. I mean, the bees, Josh, I thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, I look up and it's the first period and they're down, what, five to one? Was it five to one in the first period? Yeah, and they hadn't given up five goals in a period in forever. And, you know, Tuca just coming back from mm-hmm. uh, his, his surgery and, you know, taking peanuts on the dollar to come back to the Bruins. Uh, they kind of left him out to dry and they kind of look shaky back there. So I like it when good teams, Pritch, and maybe you can speak to this before we get out of here. When you're a good team and you're coming off a really terrible loss, I just kind of like, as long as the data's in your favor, I like that motivational angle to kind of get back on track. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, th- that's, the, I, I guess, the best medicine uh, if you lose like that is because you want to forget about it, right? You just want to go back out there and compete again. So in hockey, NBA, college basketball, I mean, you get back on uh, the floor or the court or the ice sooner. So that certainly leads to that uh, kind of thought process, Josh. I-, I hope it comes true. I hope it comes true. <laughs> hope so, Prince. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Broken noses, whatever it takes to get a win. Tonight. Somebody take him behind the woodshed and Marshan, just break his nose every single night if you can great job get a hat trick, yeah. <laughs> all right that's right <laughs> good luck with everything the edge coming up next right here on vcent the sports betting network smart journalism fascinating topics words that describe cnn's podcast the assignment with audie cornish we are revisiting the public school culture wars what have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans we really started the club to get students reading these books students have an opinion in this fight too how has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.